this is Peek Inside the Panic Room, where we explore our passions with zero limits, mixed with the occasional bit of chaos. You don't have to be famous to have a story to tell. So strap yourself in and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Peek Inside the Panic Room and I'm Matthew White and with me today I've got a special guest in the Panic Room. A little while ago, event cinemas shut down at the Strand in Coolangatta and it broke my heart. Everyone knows I'm a massive movie fan. I was joyed to see that something happened down in that, that space and with me today is David Taylor from Cinnabar down at Coolangatta and also up at Rosaline Brisbane. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. How are you, mate? Look, I'm well. Yeah. Survived the trip down from Brizzy today, so it's uh, it's never it's never nice. Never nice. No. Not pleasant currently. We talked about <laughs> it before. It's uh you know Friday's also the worst day to be doing it on. It is. It is. So. But it is what it is. We're all living with it at the moment. Yeah. So, and it's not forever, hopefully. Well, they keep telling us <laughs> that. Except, I'm sure when this is finished, that they'll need to do more works, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Never really. Yeah. Exactly. Mate. So, Cinnabar. It was st- you started up in Brisbane, so explain to me a little bit about what it is. I know what it is, mm-hmm. and I'm sure some of the listeners do. Explain to me the the reason for Cinnabar. Well, the reason uh, is just to make it more of an experience. It's a special place to go. So it's not, yes, it is about the movies, but um, it's also about um, having something served to you, a drink, a cocktail, a meal. Um, it's about the experience. So the moment you walk in... Um, you know you're in a in a place that doesn't even look like a traditional cinema. Um, yeah, and, and then there's the theming side of things. So, you know, we've got Barbie releasing next week and there's a Barbie-themed you know, menu there um, just to get the punters excited, something different. Um, so, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's all about service. It's all about the movies and eating, drinking and, yeah. So, essentially, you've, you've seen a model that at, at event where they do – Gold class, mm-hmm. say for instance, and yep. and they they rip you off, mm. yes. and it's expensive, mate. Just with the ticket. Yeah, and I was talking to I was actually had breakfast with a mate this morning, and I was saying that I was interviewing you, yeah. and I said, "Oh, mate, you got to get down there." I said, "Because I've been, Sophie's been." I said, "You got to get down there because it's it's value. Mm. It really is because the the ticket alone, yeah, at Gold Class is fifty bucks. Yes, and then they want to charge you like a wounded bull to eat. They do. So and and some of the food isn't that great either. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you're right. It's it's like it's frozen stuff that they've thrown in the air for us. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 made by a pimply fifteen year old who can, you know, on yeah. minimum wage that can, you know. Yeah, absolutely, else. absolutely. So, so you talk about the experience. Now, I was reading the three hundred and fifty four recliners. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you outfit the whole footprint that was there? Did you just take over all the cinemas? Yeah, yeah. So all all six screens. It probably. I mean, I didn't do the count. I never really sat down to look at the original count, but it was probably over 800, 850 seats. Yeah, in the old traditional style of, of seating. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we replaced all of that. They all got ripped out, and um, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it was a big job. Well, the, it was a bit dated. The, the 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 cinema itself was a little dated. Oh, yeah. It was. Absolutely. It really needed some work. It needed a lot of love. Um, and it was, I think it was, it was neglected mainly because I think um, event weren't really sure about what they wanted to do with it. And, and ultimately, I think it just came down to that site. I mean, we're talking about, what was it, in the 80s or something? Yeah, when definitely, when yeah. Opened? yeah. Um, you know, it, does, it doesn't suit their current model. So their model at the moment is like a minimum eight screens and they'll divide it up into maybe out of that eight might be two um, gold class, four VMAX, and might have two traditional. Um, uh, and that's a six screen. And, and the orientation of the cinemas and so on, it, it didn't really suit their model anymore. I just don't think they knew what to do with it. And it didn't, you know, they must have made a decision. If we're going to invest money, we're going to invest in some of the bigger sites and upgrade them. They've got a budget as well, so and they've decided. Well, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna reinvest in that one, and um, so ultimately they let it go. So um, I guess also they've got two, 
they've got two pretty good sites here on the Gold Coast in Pack Fair mm. and uh, Rabina Town Centre. Yeah, they've only just recently done the refurb, I guess, on the to- on the Pack Fair one. Mm. Spent a lot of money on that. Mm. Uh, so for them thinking, well, yeah. they can drive twenty minutes up the road. Exactly. We're gonna. How much do we want to spend? So I guess that's that's a win for you. It, look, it is, and it's a win for independence because. Um, it's, it's, it's opportunities like that that come up for us where we look at it and go, wow, actually, that suits us perfectly because, you know, the the trend in the industry is toward that kind of recliner seating and service, right? So by the time we remove all of those seats and put in recliners and, and, and essentially what we're doing is we're removing um, seats for service as well. So not only are, you, are your seats bigger and your, and your, your footprint is bigger, but you're actually having to put in more aisles to service people, so you're, you're kind of lo- you're losing seats in a number of ways. But um, we would rather have a full cinema of seventy-five people than you know twenty-five percent of one hundred and fifty people. It's an interesting time for cinema. Mm. I think since COVID, yes. the whole industry has changed absolutely. And I think I think you might be onto something because I went to Indy mm. on opening day. And there were 35 people in the movie. Yeah. Now, granted, it's not a great movie. No. Right? It's not. And, and, and also, it's probably, for, for guys of, of, of my age and your age and our, and our maturity, mm. that we're, we're probably going to go see it. We've grown up with it. It's been, it's, but for kids, mm. it's not so much a thing, right? It's not a nostalgia it, thing. It's no. not. It's not. So, but, in, but then I went and saw Dead Reckoning and the cinema was full, mm. right, at two in the afternoon. Right now, I think you're right. I think that people want the experience. The movie's one part of it, mm. and and for me, for me, and I, I love movies. And sometimes I don't like going to the to the smaller gold class cinema because they're ten seats mm. and the screen is small. Mm. And I want to get some feeling that I'm going to a movie. Yep. Otherwise, I'll watch it on my seventy five inch TV. Sure. Yeah. So I think you you sort of meet in the middle, right? Mm. Where you you. It's an experience, but you're still getting that movie feel too. Absolutely. Yeah, you're still getting the big screen film, you're getting the service, um, and you're seeing it um, in a full cinema. So, you, uh, you know, we're having this discussion at, at, um, at a convention a few months ago, and part of the reason why people go is because you're in amongst a whole bunch of strangers, but you're all laughing, crying, whatever together, right? So you're almost calibrating your reaction to something against someone else's reaction. Yeah. So... Um, and part of, I mean, here's a classic. Um, remember, we were talking about COVID, and I used to love Sean McAuliffe. Like yeah, he's show, very right? funny, yeah. But how funny was it when there was no audience? It wasn't half as funny, was yeah. it? Yeah, Why is that? We need that kind of social, you know, calibration of the, the laugh. It's it's not a laughter track. It's, it's real people laughing, but we need that, don't we? Because there's a certain something is missing, when someone isn't laughing with you, yeah. for sure. If you're laughing alone at home in front of a telly, yeah, you know, like, it, it, you know what I mean. Like something hits you in the guts or in the heart or wherever the heck it hits you, but it adds to it, doesn't it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often talk about my best cinema experience of my life, mm. where I've got, where I've been in a cinema. Yeah. Like I, I remember seeing there's something about Mary in the cinemas oh, with classic. a packed cinema. Yeah. I remember oh. seeing Dumb and Dumber in a packed cinema, and then on the other side, I remember seeing Schindler's List in a packed cinema where no one left the cinema for 10 minutes after the movie. No one moved. We watched the credits. We watched the whole thing. And people sat there with the lights, the house lights up. No one moved, right? I remember Rocky IV in the cinema when Drago, when Rocky started to beat on Drago and the Russian crowd turned and started chanting Rocky, the cinema started chanting Rocky. (laughs) Never once have I gone... I remember watching that movie on my, on my couch. No. That was an amazing event. No, no. So for me, I, I'm the guy that's going to continue to go to the movies, but I'm looking – I want to feel a bit special. Mm. Like, And so for me, Cinnabar sort of ticks a lot of boxes because I go, well, mm. I can sit there, I can have a meal, I can take my wife, it feels like we're going out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can, and, we can, and we can have a special sort of uh, experience yeah. watching a movie on a big screen. Yeah, exactly, and and hopefully it's habit forming too, you know, because you'll be next time you think, oh, I want to see that new film, and uh, you're thinking, oh, 
I've got choices where I go, and you're thinking, gee, I'd really like that espresso martini that they, you know, they're not going <laughs> to serve that to me at, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah we're, we're hoping that, I mean, if Rosalie's anything to go by, uh, it goes off like a firecracker. If I, We've only got 220 seats there, but the figures we do there are just ridiculous. Right. Just ridiculous. Yeah. I, okay, so on that, mm. businessman first? Movie lover first. <laughs> How does it go? Uh, Why did you get into this? Hmm. See, I wouldn't. Start, I wouldn't even class myself as a movie lover. I mean, I because I, it's on the screen, so that, that's the point of going. But I'm more what excited the part of my brain was the the, the showmanship side of things. Yep. You know, when I grew up, and this is probably showing my age, but in Townsville, in the twin cinemas there, when you went to the movies, it was. It was hours, right? Because there was a there was a a show first, uh, then there was an intermission, and then the main feature started. Yeah, know? and in between, and uh, you know, they wouldn't even there were proper curtains. They didn't even show you the the masking changes from you know flat to scope. They would the curtains would close, and then so, um, they'd open the masking for the cinemascope, and then the curtains would back up. You know, like it was it was a experience, and that yeah. I think sucked me in. Yeah, you know, that it was the showmanship side of the whole experience so um so uh so businessman or showman like that well i mean yes both it has to be both um and business from the point of view of um uh, just the challenge of of the whole um um it, it's an expensive business to, to get into uh, that's gonna up. that's where i'm that's where i'm heading to because mm. it's a it's a i've got i've got written here I've got written here. <laughs> very ballsy. Very, very ballsy. Oh, yes. Like you, you're really laying them on the line here yes. against some massive players yes. that have been in the industry for a long time. Yes. With runs on the board. Yes. And you said it you it's it's you want this to be habit forming. Yes. You're also trying to be habit breaking. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And, and even for me, like for me it's easy. I'm a Cinebus member. I've done it for Ten, since I moved up here, yep. I was a Hoyts guy. Yeah. Because in New South Wales, I, I had a Hoyts near me, so I was a Hoyts guy. Yeah. But now I, I went. I went events. So now I'm trying to go. Well, I'm I'm, I'm partial to I'm I'm partial to the little guy. <laughs> right? I'm I'm all about the little guy fighting yeah. the fighting the big guy. Yeah. That must be scary. Um, look, it is. Um, and if you didn't have a point of difference, that would be very very scary. We know that having a point of difference is our is our like, our kryptonite. You know, we can we can do things with that that the others can't follow us with. So um, you got to have something that um, the punters appreciate, and uh, and like you say, that you're willing to go. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it with these guys and see what they're like, and all of a sudden you find yourself missing the things that we're offering that the other guy isn't. So um, from that point of view, yeah, it's. Um, it's it's really important to have a point of difference. Otherwise, you you could find yourself you, you are that small fish in with swimming with the sharks. So, um, the other aspect is just the sheer capital cost of of, of these things. You know, they. Um, I can't imagine the projectors are cheap. No, uh, <laughs> well, at Coolangatta, I mean, these are the latest fourth generation laser. They're beautiful. I mean, the the image quality is the best on the coast. Yeah. Um, and um, that's a million dollars worth of projectors alone. Wow. Yeah. And and yet we didn't do anything over the top. Like we what we when you come to us, like nothing's gold plated, right? Nothing's stupid, but it's just good style, good quality tech. Um, the experience is amazing. Like they're the best seats, they're the best projectors. Um, yeah, and there's a sense of style about the place. Um, the full kitchen and bar fit out, and so on. So. But yeah, look, it's it would be more scary if we hadn't done this before, but we have done this before. Yes. So the only thing is now we're we're dealing with um, a new location on the coast as opposed to somewhere in Metro Brisbane. Yeah, look, the the catchment is a bit different. There are some things that are the same and some things that aren't. We're we're discovering what they might be and even just how we program, what what we program, when we program it, when people like to see it. Dealing with, um, you know, even New South Wales 
public holidays and so on. Oh, daylight savings, <laughs> mate. Daylight saving. Well, that, yes, exactly. Mate, you're going you're gonna to learn that nightmare <laughs> because, you know, you, you're, you're on the Queensland side. Yes, right? exactly. So you're going you're gonna to have to say Queensland time or, you know, New South Wales daylight savings <laughs> yes. time like it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't uh, – there must be so many mix-ups like even invitations to parties. Mate, there's been heaps of meetings where I've been late because I've forgotten to go. Is that Queensland time or New yeah, South Wales time? Yeah, yeah. Especially during COVID. So mm. when we when we locked down, we didn't really lock down here, but when we locked down, the the imaginary border mm. in in Tweed there, mm. where it was they just had bollards up. We were actually having sales meetings on the bollards, with, along with about a thousand other people. That were having lunch, really? meeting at the bollards, and they just walk up from the the New South Wales side, and we'd walk from the Queensland side, and we'd essentially just. So who were, who were the prisoners, and on which side of the glass? The New South, <laughs> exactly right. New South Wales were the ones that had the stringent lot that they had right. the, had the, the the greater laws. Yeah. We had a lot more freedom here in Queensland, especially than than what they did in New South Wales, and Melbourne's a whole other story, mm. right? But but it was so. Yeah, it was it was weird time because when yeah. you started to get back into that, well, we're now we're now doing business with New South Wales, and because we're quite close to the border here in yeah. Burley, that a lot of meetings were stuffed up because you just got out of the habit of yes. going, you know, is it is it your time? Is it my time? What yeah. time is it? Like, yeah, yeah. and it's a pain. And yeah. I actually, when I first moved up here, I worked for a couple of years. I did security job at night uh, because I, my wife worked during the day. We had a small child, and I worked at Twin Towns, and that was a nightmare because. It's right on the border. So yeah. it was we, – we actually – they made a decree that they only worked on Queensland time. Is that right? That was it. So whatever times were – that they said, because they did a lot of shows. Of course. So there'd be people turning up either an hour too early, an hour too late, and, it's, and everything would say Queensland time. Well, let's go with that. As a rule for the whole country, huh? Oh, well, mate, it's, <laughs> it would be easy. It w- I'm not a fan of daylight saving, to be honest with you. Well, see, I grew up in Sydney, so mm-hmm. I, I'm used to having late afternoons and the sun, so it's been interesting mm-hmm. moving here and, and not having it. Mm. I think the further north you go, if you're from Townsville, then you would not be a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. I actually don't like getting up in the dark to go to work. Yeah. Like, what the? No. Yeah. I mean, yes, you get lots of... People go, oh, I bet you can walk. You can go and walk the dog in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, but don't make me get out at a bed in the dark. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not, maybe I'm not a morning person. So. Well, mate, it's, it's <laughs> light here at 4 a.m. on the Gold Coast in the summer, so <laughs> the birds are singing. Gorgeous. That'll yeah. get me out. When, when we first moved up here, uh, and it'll be eight years in November, that, that first three months, we, it was brutal. So it was getting used to the sun up at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. the birds singing. Mm-hmm. It was really tough adjustment. Yeah, but in saying that, we did a lot of got a lot done in that hours of four to seven. Absolutely, right, got out and went for a walk down the beach. It was beautiful, you know, family time. All this, it was amazing. Now I just have heavy, heavy, <laughs> heavy curtains, <laughs> and it's like the alarm goes off, and then I wake yeah, up. Yeah, true yeah. Queenslander. That's the that's it, that's it. That's it. Don't let uh, don't let work get in the way. Hey? Not at all. So tell me a little bit about the experience. So we were talking about the pimply kid mm. making the air fried chicken. Mm. When I when I go to Cinnabar and I and I grab the menu, mm-hmm. I scan the QR code and it pops up. What am I going to get? What am I in for? What's the quality? What, you said you got a kitchen, so it's all yeah, every, yeah. like everything's made from scratch. So yeah. you won't find that we're pulling out a pre-baked, you know, pizza base or something like that. No, it's all made. We, we, we put it all in the dough mixer, make it all fresh daily, and roll it out, and so on. So all the pizzas. See, this is the thing. A lot of us don't even appreciate what a bloody good pizza should taste like, you know? <laughs> because, well, we're accustomed to rocking up to Domino's. It's For only sure. 10 minutes old. Yeah. You know, or having something arrive from Uber Eats. Like, even, honestly, a good pizza that's just been made out of the oven, a minute old, served in your seat. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So, there's, there's pizza. Um, a lot of our, uh, our chefs are Thai, so they'll make, you know, Curries and stir fries and any you know, Asian dishes like that, yeah. And of course, there's everyone likes um, you know fries and sweet potato fries and yeah. all that sort of jazz. But yeah. but again, even the um, dumplings, like they're all handmade, they all make them fresh. So um, so the, I guess the difference is it's actually restaurant food because yeah. our chefs come from a restaurant. You know, we in Brizzy we have the Thai restaurant attached to the cinema, which is 
started life before us, but it's still there. Yeah. We use the same kitchen, actually. So, Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's the real deal. Um, and beers on tap and cocktails, you know, made to order and all that. So, yeah, it's it's an awesome, like, amalgamation of what, you know, a good experience should be. We, we There's no corners being cut. You're getting, you know, restaurant-quality food made fresh, delivered in your seat, and if you like the taste of that, you weren't sure if that cocktail was going to taste good and all of a sudden it went down really nicely, yeah, you can just scan and order another one and we'll bring it in, so... So it's it's a destination. You've, you, you've created a destination. Well, that's that's it in a nutshell. Because if you've got a destination, your catchment is automatically triples in size. You know, like Burley, for us, Burley is like that decision point, right? It's about the same distance to, to from here. Yeah, yeah. To, to to go north or to go south. Definitely, you want yeah. to go to the movies, right? Yeah. So, but we. We're even looking beyond Burley because people would go, yeah, well, I, I could pay 50 bucks to get my ticket or I could pay 20 and go down and get the – you know, for my 50, I'm not just going to get the ticket. I'm going to get, you know, a meal, maybe even a couple of drinks for that price, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's the – that's the we're trying to democratise gold class, if we want to call for it. For sure. That, you know, make it a bit more accessible. Um, it's inaccessible. It, it is, and they know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What frustrates me a little bit, not only do they know it, but they program it that way. Try and get a decent – when, when they, if you look at the way they program, try and get to see that blockbuster that it's just opened if, it, if it's not in VMAX or Gold Class. It won't be. I mean, it it yeah. won't be in a traditional. Why? Because they don't want you there. They don't want you there for the cheaper price. They want you there at the higher price. For sure. Ticket, right? Yeah. Or if they do show it, it's in times that aren't very popular. So, yeah, it's 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 clever. It's cunning. It's look and good luck to them. That's their their business. But that's not our business. We how, how how's this for an idea? Imagine and, and by the way, they're only going to be showing the popular ones in the gold class as well. The ones that are two or three weeks old, they've gone. No, they are gone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But with us, they're still in effectively gold class, you know, because it's the same standard. All six screens are the same standard. So even if the film's been out for two or three weeks and it's disappeared or it's less frequent on a gold, no, it's still playing in one of our best, you know, they're all, they're all amazing. They're all the same standard. So that was the other plus is that by not having these different standards of service and comfort, if they're all the same comfort, you know what, like it's almost like decision made. You don't even have to think. Like, if you go to them, it's like, oh, do we see it in gold class? Do we see it in traditional? You know, but with us, it's like that decision's already made. It's like, well, what do you want to see, and when do you want to see it? That's that's the mindset for sure. For people. Mm. Well, I think it just opens up. I don't like being told how I get to view something. Mm. So, and that's and I agree with that. Like, I know that I've got to go and see a movie in the first week if I want to see it in the best. <laughs> if I want to see it in the best, yeah. I've only got I've got to see it in the first week because it's going to be another movie that comes out mm. and it's just going to push it down the pecking order yeah. and I'm going to have to see it at 11.45 in the morning if I want to see it in a good cinema because all the prime time yeah. seats are going to be gone yeah. because they won't be in that cinema. My love of film runs deep. My dream, so I come from Sydney and, and there's an amazing cinema. in. There's actually two amazing cinemas in, in Sydney. One's the uh, Hayden... Cremorne Orpheum, Mm -hmm. and one's the Ramwick Ritz, right? Old cinemas, like old, uh, beautiful, old-school cinemas that focus heavily on retro movies, Mm. right? At the moment, you show all modern movies. Mm -hmm. Any any thoughts about maybe slipping some retro stuff? (laughs) Is is there a business model for that? Well, probably, I mean, look... Less, I would say the the answer, the short answer is no, not in 2023. Yep, because of our friends at Netflix and so on, right? Because you can see that any time. And let's face it, it is a um, there's no marketing behind that now. Yes, do you mean? So these these cinemas, what they do to, to, to make that work is, and and I used to live in Melbourne for about ten years, and in my the equivalent of what you you described was, I think it's called the Asta. In Elston, the one, oh no, it's in Elstonwick anyway. And, oh no, sorry, uh, the, no, I beg your pardon, in St Kilda. I think it's the Astor in St Kilda. 
Anyway, they would literally, they would release it once a year and it was a movie-sized poster and, and each film on there was about the size of a, of a stamp and they would have 365 of them. And you can guess where I'm going yep. with this, right? Yeah. That's how far in advance, and you would stick it on your fridge and be like, oh, if I want to see Pulp Fiction, they're doing that July 12, you know, and you'd... you'd and they would fill it only because they've basically given you a, almost a year's notice. Yeah, of course. You know? yeah. So you've got to get serious if you if you genuinely want if to. You're gonna, and, and, and actually, the, the Orpheum do that. Mm. They have a program where they're months in advance. Yes. And they're selling them as special, yep. you know, s- special editions and special screenings. And, and they might get – and I remember that there's been stuff where there's been Q&As and they bring people in and, yep. and, and that kind of stuff. So, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. But God, it's good to see old movies at the movies. <laughs> it look, it it is, and um, because I suppose, you know, when you look at the alternatives, you can only see it on the small screen. Yeah, and and gee whiz, they look great, don't they? Yeah, you know when they when they when when Jaws. So I, we spoke oh, before we started. I had a, I had a video shop for ten years. So when Jaws was released, its fortieth anniversary, which is two thousand fifteen. Uh, they released it on Blu-ray, right? So it was the massive release. Mm. So at, on in the, in 2015, the Ramwick Ritz showed Jaws in a 400-seat cinema. And I had not seen Jaws in the cinema because I was born in 1975, right? right? So I'd missed it, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, just didn't see it many years after that, yeah. to be honest, but I did miss it. Mm. So when I have opportunity, and I, I lived on the other side of the city, I made the trek into the Randwick Ritz to see it with 400 people. It was like seeing it for the first time. Yeah. It was incredible. When the when the head comes down into the hole, Ben Gardner's head, the whole cinema jumped. The whole and my wife, who's seen the movie many times, yeah. mainly because it's on in the bedroom or something, and she just seems to rock in. But it was like we'd all seen it for the first time before. It was an amazing experience, and it's a shame that you know we go well. They're so readily available, but to see these movies that people have not seen in the cinema and experience them again, the way they're meant to be seen, yeah. That I hope it, I hope there's a market for it somewhere, because there doesn't seem to be anywhere really on the in no. Queensland that does it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is more of a I suppose a southern state thing, um, and I, I suppose they've ha- they have cultivated this. In some cases, um, they've done it out of necessity. Um, not not Cremorne, but the, the the one I'm thinking of. I think it, the Astor. I think it's only got us. It's a single screen, right? Yeah. So they've done it out of necessity. Um, because policies being what they are with new films, you know, you've got to do three in the day, two at night, and if you've got a single screen and you've and you've um, basically secured a dud film, you know, yeah. you've got very little to go with. So, um, but yeah, look, I think the challenge, as I say, with it is that you got to be committed. Yeah, got to be like this is our strategy. This yeah. is our, you know, and I think with us, uh, the strategy is more around. Not so much what's on the screen, but what else you get. Yeah, for sure. Screen, so. so a lot of the cinemas, like say Reading Cinemas especially, uh, at Hope Island, they got a whole list of movies that people can rent out their cinemas. Mm-hmm. Ever thought about, uh, is that on the is that in the horizon where you, we could rent out a, a cinema and, and, and watch a movie of, of our choice? Uh, look, we do that in Rosalie, so... Um, we haven't started doing the private events down here yet because I guess that's that's the next level. But it's very popular in in Brizzy. Yeah, the um, it's it's more around what's currently showing, but yeah. people can still get you know a classic, for example, um, and we do that. But yeah, private events are very popular. You know, corporates or um, yeah, because uh, I was thinking birthdays. from a corporate perspective yeah. that it could be a team building event, and they, mm. they you might take the or they might be on conference, and so we want to hire out. 50 yep. seats and, and bring the whole team in. Yeah. And we're going to watch, I don't know, The Matrix. Yeah. And it, and because, you know, we're all living in The Matrix and that's how it feels at the moment. So, mm. well, yeah, and I think that'd be, I think that'd be a pretty cool thing. Yeah. I I know even my, um, at my, my, my the OSH at my local school, the, the all the, the staff there, they rented out one of our cinemas and did, I forget what they, they saw, but something to do with travel and what have you. And it was at the end of like a, a, a treasure hunt for the day and they ended up with us and they saw this film and had a great time and all had pizzas and stuff. Yeah. There. So, yeah, look, that's that's definitely on the horizon. Um, yeah, it was just a, a case of first things first. But, of course, yeah. You know, but, yeah, private events are uh, actually a, a 
a big deal for us because we can do that level of service during the film. You know, you can have the whole um, cinema to yourself or, or even just the top. The cool thing about um, Cool and Gator is cinemas one to four have that upper deck. Yes, you know, they do, yeah. It's quite private. So yeah. the, even that upper deck could be private just for that, you know, and then have the general admission on the... Oh, very cool. Down below. Mm. Yeah. See where I'm going here, mate, is that I, I, I've got my own movie podcast. Oh. I'm thinking about doing a... Uh, an event, right? Yeah, so um, mate, and I think that self-interest. It's it's always. <laughs> what what's the point? Exactly. What's the point if there's no self-interest at that's some right. stage, right? Uh, that's right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. So no, look, definitely, we can have a chat about yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, mate, what's uh, what's next? A cinnabar happy with with two cinemas, or you're looking to <laughs> take yeah. over the world? What what's the oh. what's the plan? Or is this is it is it shrouded in secrecy? Or oh, part of it's secret. Part of it is not. <laughs> Uh, so we've we've already yeah we've committed actually we committed and we were talking about balls of steel right yeah you know yeah um, during the pandemic we'd already been negotiating prior to even calling out being on the radar we were negotiating with a developer um, at Fernie Grove yep so they're redeveloping the um, the train station there and we've been talking to them for a good twelve months or something anyway smack bang middle of the pandemic it's crunch time if you want to sign. And we're going to do this, not only signing, but stump up a bunch of cash that I'm talking would pay off people's mortgages maybe twice over. Kind wow. of, it's, yeah. you know. And so this is in the middle of the pandemic where studios are starting to become streamers themselves. Yes. How long was this pandemic going to go for? What's it going to look what – what's the business going to look like on the other side of this? Is, is movies dead because yeah. – are the, are the distributors now going to become their own streamers, you know? And th- and in, during that time, we, that was the time when we had to stump up and go, holy shit, are we really doing this, you know? And we did, you know, and that was a balls of steel moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, we so we've committed to – and it's going to look very similar to Cool and Gatter. It's six screens, a bit bigger. I think it's 420 seats or something like that, but basically the same, you know, kitchen, bar, recliner seats, full service. I think that'll be a big success out there too, because um, it's on the fringe too. Yeah. It's like there's not much civil, well, traditional civilization, but beyond Fernie Grove, you know. So it's um, it, it that should be. So that's our that's the next one. So that'll be like toward Christmas next year, right? By the time you know that's that's under construction at the moment, and we are in discussions with an, um, another developer, which. I, can't talk about that location, but that's in yep. Brizzy as well. Okay, and then you know that might be twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, something like that. So, but that'll have to do because it's just it's it's a big deal when you do these things. I can so, imagine. Yeah, it's um because we're a small pro- we're family owned, right? We're private. That was going to be that was going to be the next <laughs> question. Was that is it is it just Dave? Yeah, well, I'm 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 a co owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and my partner um uh, own the business, but essentially we're able to. F- we finance this by, you know, by mortgaging our house, you know, and and also the goodwill and the trust with these developers, right? You know, nothing comes for free. Yeah. Um, but um, there's a lot of a lot of trust, a lot of commitment because these are 15 year deals that you wow. sign. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah, we're gonna help finance. Shit, man! Like I, I find I signed a five by five <laughs> lease and nearly had a heart attack. Mm. Right, and I had a five-year commitment. Mm, I know, uh, like fifteen. That's not many mate. people sign stuff for fifteen years. Yeah, no. I mean, because even with you know home loans and stuff. Yeah, look, it, it's a mortgage, but you can ch- you can move it, change. Yeah, it, for sure. You know. Refinance. Yeah. yeah, but these are um, it's this location for fifteen years. Good luck. You know. So um, yeah, it's it's um, it's hard to describe to people how these these things go, but they're. It messes with you a bit, you know. It's it's hard. It's um, at the end. Of the day, I mean, look, we don't. We've got some really good key staff in, in good key positions that we rely on, and the, you know, they've helped us through the tough times, and we trust them to be there for the next fifteen years as well. Because you know, we're all um, we're a bit like you know, guardians. Like we're a bit of a ragtag crew in a, in a sense, right? We're that guardians of the galaxy mob. You yeah, know, of um, course. But we're the we're the heroes because we come through. You know, we, we find a way through. We we battle through and we get there. But um, yeah, it's um, being a small like a genuine family Queensland family owned. And we were a startup. You know, when we opened Rosalie, that was a startup. No one there was. I didn't inherit it from a dad. Yeah. You know. 
So with Rosalie, was that a was that a previous? Did you develop that from scratch, or did yeah. you? Okay, wow. So that was some empty office space that had never been tenanted. So we approached. Um, we already had the restaurant running, and we approached the uh, the owner and said, "Well, we've got this idea for a little twin cinema." I had no experience. Like we were genuinely, um, on in the true sense of the word, entrepreneurial. We were opening a new business that we'd never opened before in a new location, in a novel way that you know, like no one had no one ever done before. No, because it was a it was a little twenty four and a thirty six seat, you know, and people really didn't want to know us then because I thought people would love us. I, as when I want to say people, I don't mean <laughs> customers. I mean suppliers. Oh, for sure. Well, that uh, mate, uh, you keep you were amazing. You just keep hitting me where I need to go. Oh, okay, right, right. because. What are they? What are these? So these you're talking to multi-billion-dollar companies now, mm, mm. and they yeah. And the cool thing is they know us. Like if you were to walk in that door, oh, do you know Cindy? Oh yeah, I know Dave. Yeah, and Aaron and all them. Yeah. yeah. But I can tell you that when when you're new and novel, because when we were opening, it was in the day of film. It wasn't even digital back then. So when you when a distributor, I can like looking back on it, that was ballsy because. A film used to cost three thousand dollars for a print to make a print. So if you're going to give someone your three thousand dollar film, you got to trust they're going to make money with it, right? Yeah. You know? That's why we could not get a, a first release film when we opened, and I was flabbergasted. I was like, "What? No, we had to wait five weeks, six weeks until another location had was done with it, and we would get the print then." Um, yeah. <laughs> Sub run. It was hard, and it was awful because the quality of the print. Like if 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 it wasn't treated well, like imagine how many times it's gone through a projector, through over rollers, and sometimes they come off the roller, so you get this nasty big green stripe down the print. Yeah. You know, it could be. Oh, and and you were trusting that they were going to give it up because if, if it was performing, they didn't want to give it up either. So it might have been week six or week seven. You know? And I was thinking, how am I ever going to get out of this? Yeah. Um. But again, we persisted, um, not knowing what the future would be, um, and we just kept knocking on doors. And occasionally, I, there was this little film. We went, we visited. I can remember we visited uh, Sharmal Films in Melbourne because we were doing a bit of a, you know, trying to hustle, yeah, to rattle the bushes, you know. So we we went to Sharmal Films uh, in Melbourne, and they said, "Yeah, look, we've got this." Um, you can't have a print, but you can have it digitally. And this is not proper digital. This is kind of like almost home theatre digital. Yeah. You know? But we had, a, we had a projector that could do it. Put it on a USB stick. It Here was, you go, mate. It was almost... Here's, here's the MP4. It was almost <laughs> as... Yes. You know? it, was, it was better than that, but it was, we, it was not yeah. much better. We, we, got a, we got it off the internet somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, we just yeah. downloaded we it. We just downloaded <laughs> it, you know? So, um, yeah, so the Southern... But it was in such a... Uh, it was a little film called The Italian, and... It was in very limited release. There might have been you know, only like five prints in the country, you know, and but we got a a digital print, you know, and we said we'll take it, you know, because I was like I was desperate. I was yeah. like, I'll take whatever you got. Anyway, um, the night before, remember back in the day of the movie show, yeah, David and Margaret, David right? and Margaret, yeah. Now, how often do they ever agree on anything? Yeah, never. That was part of the, their allure. Like their shtick. Yeah, you know, that was like their that. thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Anyway, David and Margaret. Not only they agreed and they. They gave it both five stars. Wow. It was the most sought-after film. Everyone wanted to see the Atonia. <laughs> who, 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 whoever gives them you know, five stars each. So um, we were inundated, and I guess that was a turning point for us because if we were the only place people could see it, we'd got the Italian. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, we were on the map. You know, So things started to change, and um, as tenants moved out, we expanded and expanded and... So I hope you've just got a massive movie poster of the Italian somewhere, uh, I, I and just look at it every day and go, "That was the turning point." <laughs> it is a look. It is a very, it's a very sweet film. Um, stick with it because it's the gut punch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, end, I've not yeah. seen it, but I, I'm oh, going okay. to go look for it now. I'm right. going to find it. Well, the, the cool thing is the, the the little boy in it is he's not an. He's not an actor, you know, but the director, it's what the director was able to do with this little boy that, um, yeah, you, you followed him. He basically, he's looking for his mum. Uh, 
cheer up. <laughs> okay. I'm soft about this stuff. So I'm a, right. Being a parent, you know. Yeah, I of course. Think, you know, I'm exactly. I'll be. <laughs> already think I'll be exactly the same. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I won't say anymore because I'm crack up. Yeah, you get. <laughs> let's move on to something else. <laughs> so, so it, you said that it costs. Cost the distributor three thousand dollars to make a print. Obviously, now it doesn't because mm. it's it's now they're now laser projectors, digital projectors, and all this yep. kind of stuff. So, yep. you still need to pay for the rights for these movies, right? Not only do we pay the right, well, we we pay them. Um, the way it works is you pay them a, 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 like a rent. Yes. So whatever they won't tell you what to charge, but they'll say week one will take fifty five percent of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and week two will take fifty percent, and then week three, and and then layer on top of that. That's not the only cost because most people don't realise that um, it's a um, it's a public performance of the music that's in that, right? So we we so there's a royalty. Yeah, we have to pay. Um, I think it's called well one music. They're, they're an amalgamation of two businesses or, or two organisations, but basically any of the music that's played in there, we have to because it's a we're publicly playing it to the audience. We have to pay. A lot of like a, a percentage of, of our box office to them too, and it adds up to in the tens of thousands. So that's a little known fact. Wow. Mm. So that's what that's I must say. It does piss me when some pub just you know decides to set up a big screen and go, oh, you know, it's movie night on Thursdays. Yeah. You know, like they don't pay any of this stuff. You yeah. Know, they, they, it might be the thirty dollar that they paid for the Blu-ray. Boom. Well, I remember when I had the video shop, I, there was a vacant lot next to me. Mm. So I was the last shop in the in the, in the street. It was a big vacant lot on the corner yeah. with a big blank wall. Yeah, big blank wall, begging and for something to begging show. for something to be shown. <laughs> on. And 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 that was and I actually went down the the whole. I'd spoken to the the guy who owned the back. The he was like, "Oh, insurances." I go, "Please, mate. Like, mm. we're going to put beanbags in, and it's going to be." It's a low risk. It's low <laughs> risk, mate. No one's going to break their neck, right? So we got quite a ways down, but the same thing. Mm. Because I was a because I was a video shop guy. Mm. If I found that I'd just screened it on the thing, someone was going to bite me. Mm. They, Warner Brothers would go, "Well, sorry, we're going to cancel your account," mm. right? So it became essentially impossible for me to to do this because it was going to cost too much. Yeah, and and like I was going to, you know, if I charged. Ten bucks a ticket, or something for people to come in, or or did it for free, or whatever I did, mm-hmm. and, and not only that, then it's chain wire fence, mm-hmm. so people are just going to stand outside and watch it anyway. Watch it anyway, that's right. So it was like, what a shame! And mm-hmm. people don't think that people must think. Oh, I think a lot of people think that. Oh, this movie made a billion dollars. Jesus, cinemas must be doing a right out of it. Mm-hmm. And you're probably doing okay. Oh, look, but we 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 do when it when it you know. But there's lots of weeks when we don't either because we ride the crests. And, in the yeah. valleys, yeah. So, um, you know, Mission, uh, not Mission, um, Top Gun Maverick that went on to do one point four nine billion so far. Right? Yeah. So that's that's a massive, and we did really well out of that. Equally, you know, um, uh, there's lots of titles that that are duds. That are duds. Yeah. And we've still got to play them. We've committed. We might, you know, push back on session times a little bit, but um, there's a. And you know it's it's hard being the arbiter of someone's taste, and, and the studios, yeah. you know, it's hard enough for them too, you know. Um, and when do they commit to a marketing budget? You know, I I, I have these discussions a lot with um, distribution, um, where they'll lament that, you know, yes, you, we're, we might be paying them that fifty five percent, but a lot of that um, goes towards marketing. You know, there's an awful lot of bus shelters out there. There's an awful lot of you know billboards and so on. Um, so, you know, and, and that's a sunk cost if the film doesn't perform as well. So, um, the movie business is inherently, you know, you've, you've got to average it all out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's one of those businesses where, um, you know, sometimes it's, there there are freak situations where it's just blockbuster and they perform, you know? Um, but a tentpole film is, there's no guarantee a tentpole film performs. That's the, well, it's, it's changed a lot. You can use Marvel Studios as an example where mm. you can only do so much for so long. Exactly. And, you know, since Endgame, mm. it's really been a crapshoot. Mm. So they've had a couple of good Spider-Mans, they've had a couple of good movies, but mm. you can't do 10 years no. at the top and can think that that's going to last forever, right? No. So, And I, we were just having this discussion the other day that and, and, and add into that, 
the it's all very well for you you go oh you know i'm not really into purple i won't wear that purple shirt today i can make that decision today right mm. movies take three years that's an awful long time to, to go, well, you know, what, what might be a trend today? And you'd be like, oh, you know, everyone's into superheroes. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's green light a pipeline of superheroes. But, you know, the, the film that currently might be, you know, might be greenlit today, it, it, won't, it doesn't see the screen for a minimum three years. Yeah. You know? A lot yeah. of time you've done post-production and so on. So um, that's the challenge too is that what might be today's taste is not necessarily – tomorrow's taste yeah for sure and the movie business is a inherently a one where you've got to have those long horizons and you know um but that's just the nature of things and, and costly too yes it is a long there's a you know, three-year delay in making a film but and also very costly too um and um yeah a tentpole and that and that's partly why um streaming and, and we've almost come full circle now. So, so streaming is a, a business where um, they're not they're not profitable, right? Yeah, they're not profitable, and they can't definitely can't be profitable by making two hundred million dollar movies for sure, selling them for ten dollars a month or fifteen. And and, and yeah. five of your mates can be watching on that one. You know, yes, they're cracking down on password sharing and all that, but but we're in an interesting situation now where. Um, the streamers, because now some of the traditional studios are streamers too, um, they're realising that um, you know their business model is going to rely on theatrical as well. Well, it's funny that because a lot of them now are they'll do a four week theatrical release, exactly, and then and they'll go to streaming. Uh-huh. And I think that they and, and it's so funny because the, the parallels between the rental market and the rental industry. And now the the cinema industry are really funny. They're in a state. They're in this sort of state of flux where, when when I was in the when I was in the rental industry, that what started was that when I had my video shop, the video the video rental market uh, comprised seventy five percent of all retail to the video to the to the DVD market. So seventy five out of every hundred DVDs sold was sold to the rental market, mm. and then they decided that we you know what we're going to turn our back on that. So what started to happen is I started to sell, you'd see the Harry Potter DVD right. for sale for twelve ninety nine at Coles. And they'd mass market it that way. They'd still sell it to us for twenty seven thirty five, but they'd be selling it twelve ninety nine at Coles. Mm. So that was the start for me where I go, hang on, yeah. right. What's funny though, I see a lot of feedback now about God I miss the video shop. God, I miss being going in to, to walk through, look at the look at the shelves and spend time and da da da. And God, I miss that. I said, well, you created that, mm. like you you decided you wanted to stream because it's so easy to stream, sure. right? And you know, I've got umpteen mm. accounts Absolutely. that I stream <laughs> on, right? And yeah, but but you've and and I think thank God for Top Gun Maverick mm. because I think without Top Gun Maverick, mm. I'm not sure the cinema landscape survives the way it has mm. because that drove everyone back to the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. On mass. Yes. And it was a four quadrant film, wasn't it? Like everyone from all walks of life, age, gender, um st- status, whatever. They all wanted to see that film. For sure. You know? Um and we look and we need look, we needed that. The film distributors needed to see that. Too, yeah, you know, and and audiences did because w- what it did is it just reassured us that when the right film in the right environment, and the right marketing comes along, um, it, it, you know, magic's created, and, yeah, and that is this that that's the thing that you know keeps us excited and and, and film distributors and and so on, yeah, it's that something magical about Hollywood that we need to be perpetuating. And and on this subject, that's where I got, I got concerned there for a while because when I heard, I think it was at Amazon that bought out MGM, I think. Yep. Right? And I instantly felt for the Bond films, yeah. right? Yep. Because I, I said to myself, if they do the wrong thing here, they've got the power to do the wrong yeah. thing here, right? That's the end of Bond, right? Yep. If it suddenly becomes a streamed movie day and date – it's over. Yeah, it's over. But no, they 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 didn't. Even Amazon were one of the first that started the cinematic release, and then a fifty day window or a forty five day window. Hmm. 
I, and it's the mate. It, and look, I, I remember the day. I remember the day that Lucasfilm sold to Disney. Mm. Right, I'm a Star Wars tragic, mm-hmm. and I went. This is the death of Star Wars, mm. and it has been. They have, and you've got to get your four and a half billion dollars back, and they've crushed it. There's, there's been some, there's been some wheat. You're not a like a Mandalorian. I love Mandalorian. Okay. Season three is not great. No. It doesn't. It's not as good as season one and two. I love Mandalorian. Right. Okay, it, it's it's incredible. Problem is, is that. It's start, we can use Mandalore as a starting as a bit as, a, as an independent production, mm. which then got too many cooks, I think, right. when, I, when I look at it as a, from a critical perspective and go, well, it now looks like there's too many people pulling it mm. in different ways. Like, mate, you, you just hit up there about the Italian. Mm. When Luke Skywalker turned up to rescue <laughs> Grogu, I was blubbering <laughs> with my eight-year-old daughter or seven-year-old yeah, daughter yeah. at the time. She was blubbering for because it was Grogu. I was blubbering because I'm like, holy shit, I'm seeing Luke Skywalker on the screen again. Yeah, this yeah. is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, ridiculous. Like, torrential yeah. tears pouring out of my eyes. <laughs> Mandalorian's incredible. The movies, rubbish. They've, they, they, but And I get it. And it's like indie as well. Like, mm. you've got to use these tentpole things that you've got to get your money back. Without come on guys, let's not destroy the essence. And and where Top Gun Maverick did it well, it did. They did a fan service film for the fans, yeah, and didn't really care. Ultimately, they they trusted that if they did it right, if you build it, they will come. Yes, yes. right. So they made a movie that again I cried in it. Yeah, a couple times. (laughs) Right. I was like, oh, why am I crying in a Top Gun movie? I know, I know. Right? <laughs> but and even now thinking about it, I watched it the other night for about the thirtieth time. Oh, right. It was just on TV. It was on Foxtel, and and I just caught it. And Luke, my son, who's seventeen, goes, "I've not seen this, Dad." I go, "Stop watching this. Mm-hmm. Go in your bedroom. You've got to watch Top Gun and watch Top Gun Maverick." Right. Yeah. Right. My daughter, who was eight at the time, watched Top Gun Maverick and walked out of the game. That's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Right, and here I am. I'm 45, 46, and she's eight, and she's like, "Dad, I love that movie." Oh wow! So yeah, they did that right. Yeah. Now I think that you what they stuck to the they, what was the essence of the. But but you 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 played it. You it's okay. So I think of I think of it as like, and we're going to lose all these bands. But let's just say like Guns and Roses or Metallica, right? They play to their fans, whether they're still sixty. Right. Right? Yeah. They don't go, we're going to forget the 60-year-olds. We're going to focus on the 20-year-olds. And the reason they're so great is because they focus on the 60-year-olds, knowing Mm. that they're going to get a good proportion of the 20-year-olds to come on the journey as well. And I think what Star Wars has done is they've gone, we're going to disregard the people that made us who we are, Mm. and we're going to focus on the new market. Mm. And they've treated characters that were like tentpole characters. Yeah. Like has beens, and so people get it get jack of that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't want to see Han Solo get shot in the first movie. I don't want to see Luke become this grumpy grouch that he was never was. No. Like, and so I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's hard. You got to recoup your money. I get it. Yeah, but I know what you're saying because there's a lot of responsibility for the you know when this stuff is written, yeah, and produced. Um, that it's a legacy, isn't it? It's for like, sure, you know, and if you're not true to it, um, that's why I think you know, like Barbara Broccoli, and you know, with, with you know, it, it's so important when it, when a Bond film is made because um, it's she's almost like the custodian, the 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 hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah. And I think that's a good example of a franchise that had to change, mm, right? Absolutely. So it, it was it was forced by yes. Born the Born movies to go. We can't do we can't do schlocky, mm. hokey <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Roger Moore Bond movies anymore, we're gonna have to do Casino Royale. Yeah. We're gonna have to change it up. Mm. Right. And that and, and again starts a new look yes. and a new feel and probably two out of that out of those Daniel Craig Bond movies, two of the best Bond movies of all time in mean, Casino Royale and Skyfall yeah. easily would be in the top half a dozen Bond yeah. movies of yeah. all time. Yeah. But it was forced to change. So they just did it the right way. Didn't lose the essence. No. Exactly. Just just change. Focus yeah. a little. But change in the right way that you're going to keep yeah. your, the, the loyal followers and, and, and some new ones at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like 
Um, how do you distill what is that essence, that lightning in a bottle thing that makes that franchise what it is yeah. without destroying it? For sure. Process. Yeah. yeah. So. And, mate, and, I'll, and I'll bring it back to Cinnabar where you're keeping the essence mm. of, of the experience yeah. and just putting a little chocolate up on the top, <laughs> right? A little layer of chocolate on the top to go, look, we're, still, we're, we're a movie cinema, mm. but we're a little different. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's why when we – when we sat down to design uh, Kulangata, it was a case of, well, what are the things that are essential? You know, that, that, that is us, but what if we were building again, because, you know, we built that 17 years ago, what, what would we do different? So we've tried to, yeah, similar example where we've, um, we've retained the things that work and um, we've, we've upped the, the things that we thought, well, if we were building again, what would we, what would we do differently? Yeah. So, which is always a bit of a challenge, um, but it's an opportunity there as well because it's like lessons learned, isn't it? It's things that, um, yeah, trying to extract the, the good bits and not throw out what you – otherwise you confuse the market too, don't you? You know, you, you've got to be true to something um, and then, as you say, people will come if that's if that's what they want, if yeah. that's what they see value in, if that's what um, – yeah, what's, uh, what's making them want to go to the movies more and – you know, and that's what it's all about, really. It's about getting that frequency back, and you know, um, because movies on the big screen, there's nothing, there's no substitute. Man, there's there's there no substitute. There is nothing better. No. If you want to watch a movie, you, you've got to see it in the cinema. I have this argument on on my podcast all the time. Yeah. We got uh, Dan, one of the guys, he just doesn't go to the movies, mm. and I'm just like, mate, why? Mm. He goes, well, there's nothing good anymore. Okay, come on, mate, <laughs> come on, mate. Oh yeah, in. Right, come on. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, not, my. and I'm like, just you got to get to the movies. Mm. If you don't go to the movies, there'll be no movies. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Yeah, but yeah. not only that, like if you pick the right film, it's a it's an experience. Look, there's going to be. I mean, what is he really saying then? That um, so I'm only because there's only good stuff when it's on Netflix. What or what what he's saying is that he's a bit of a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> That's ultimately what he's saying. <laughs> Right, but but I but I get I, I get what you're saying, like, but because is he saying that well, I only like independent movies and they don't really go to the cinema anymore. They just come out. They'll come out when they come out, and, and that's not true either. No, because there's plenty of indie movies. There is that come out. Yeah, there's there's plenty. It's not just the tent poles. Um, there's lots of that kind of sub twenty million dollar to you know, to make movies out there all the time. Yeah, um, and they're really good. Um, they just don't have the marketing budget. They rely on us and the trailers when you when you're going to see um, a tentpole that we're trailering something that is small budget and you go oh I want to go and see yeah that. absolutely yeah. absolutely so mate you got a couple big releases coming up you got Barbie you got Oppenheimer mm. they should be massive yeah yeah absolutely um, the pre sales for Barbie are just insane at the moment like we've already sold out. Uh, well, we've opened four screens for Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and Rosalie's ridiculous. Like, it's um, same there. Um, and we've got a private function on the same night, so it's just going to be stupendous. Yeah. Um, but it's, as, as we spoke about earlier, if, if you know the rain's coming, put, throw the buckets out. You know, yeah. that, And we do. We know what's coming. So we're, we're throwing out the buckets because we know there's going to be periods maybe in October that the, the content's not as... You know, absolutely. So yeah. You've got to make hay, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're, we're all really super keen to go. Yeah. I look, think it's going to be fun. I, I, I don't really know. I mean, I've only ever, I've only seen the trailers. Yes. So I, I don't know exactly what to expect, but um, uh, the just the general hype, you know. You know when you're on onto a good thing with this, and this is one of those... I'm going to talk about it at the water cooler tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, you know, we, and people will be like, hey, but not give it too much away, yada, yada. It's one of those must-see films. So, yeah. yeah. And Oppenheimer looks amazing to yes. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Gosh, I wish he would stop making three-hour films. It's brutal, isn't it? Oh, it's brutal. It is. It must be brutal for you yes. as, as a cinema it's owner. to program yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah because I, I, for me, it's brutal because I'm, I'm on a really good run. So I did, I did Avatar. The Way of Water, didn't go to the toilet. Ooh. Right? Saw it twice, didn't go to the toilet. Now that's over three hours, right? Yeah. I did Dead Reckoning. That was nearly three hours. Didn't go to the toilet. I don't know if I'm going to make it through Oppenheimer. 
I think uh, I'm hoping I can still hold the, hold em- it. Empty the bladder prior. And you yeah, big time. Chance, big so, time. Uh, yeah. 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 It, I, no yeah. espresso martinis. No. <laughs> or we'll limit them to maybe two. But um, yeah, this uh, we're not a f- like we groan every time we. And this is another one. Um, Killers of the Flower. Yeah, Killers of the Flower. I mean, it's Martin Scorsese's latest yeah. one. That's that's even longer. Yes. Yeah. That's like three and a half hours. Yes, and then add ads and trailers. Yeah. So it's a four hour commitment. Yeah, that's a wow. doozy. But I've heard amazing. T- but again, that one. That one's um, produced by one of the the um, streamers. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I think he did it. Has he done a deal with Netflix? Maybe because he did um, he did the Irishman with Netflix. Scorsese. So I think True. I think that's that's a Netflix movie. Right. But again, they know oh. got to send it to the cinema, and that started with the Irishman, where they go, yes. we're going to send that to the cinema for a little bit, yep. and then we'll bring it in. Yeah. And I think uh, Killers of the Flower. It's a pretty incredible story. So I think that's going to do very well. Scorsese movies do well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, he he's a classic filmmaker. He knows yeah. what yeah. you know gets the punch. And you know, you put Leonardo DiCaprio in a movie with him, and it's yep. cinematic gold. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's lots of uh, yeah. Well, we're on the subject of uh, long films, hey. So, um, but you know, th- this is the thing. I must say, I don't. Apart from the bladder, yeah. I, if it's a good film, I don't notice the time. And I was, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly the same. I think in all those movies, mm. I didn't. And as you know, Avatar was incredible. The visuals were incredible. Mm. It wasn't much. It's the st- don't doubt James Cameron. That's rule one, right? <laughs> he's, you're gonna go in. You're gonna enjoy it, yeah. right? You're, you're gonna enjoy it. I remember the, seeing the first one. I was like, holy cow! Like yeah, yeah. this is incredible. It was groundbreaking. And this it? one uh, just up the ante again. In all those movies I mentioned. Never once did I go, shit, I've been in here for a while. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They just have a habit of just mm. suckering you in. Yeah, yeah. They, they the know good how ones. To, exactly. The they, good ones. The, exactly. They know how to just keep you interested, you know, introduce yeah. something, you know, don't keep the boring bits too long. Yes. And yada and yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – but that's that's all about filmmaking. That's the art, isn't it, really? It's, yeah. It's, it's storytelling. It's making you care about these characters to suck you in at some point and – crush you with it or do something yeah. to make you disappointed in them or pissed with them or well, you got to feel something it. yeah that's you got to feel something that's the point yeah and and when it's on a big screen it makes it really drives that it like it it, it makes that intense emotion even more yeah intense. i walked out of dead reckoning and went i'm really pissed off that person died mm. and i go you win mm. you win tom <laughs> you win damn you yeah 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 right and yeah. it's like so I always say to everyone is that what, exactly what you did. You have to feel something. It's when you feel nothing, mm. it's it, they failed. Absolutely. So whether you hate a character, yeah. love a character, you know, want to marry a character, yeah, yeah. it's like they yeah. they're winning. Yeah, it's when you're like, eh, I don't it was care. okay. Yeah, I, I often find if I, especially, I, I'm a sucker for these um, kind of biopics a bit where they they tell the story of someone's life, like whether it was Freddie Mercury or something like that. And you, you think to yourself, nah, that couldn't have happened. Nah. And I find myself going home and Wikipedia. Yeah. They've got me. The yeah. moment I have to check, hey, how much of that was true? Did that really? Oh, yeah. yeah you know. You, I reckon you're going to get a lot of that with Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. I reckon it's going to be – because my wife didn't even know about the Manhattan Project. Right. I'm like, she, she didn't know that was what it was called. Yeah. She didn't really know much about it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the, it's, it's the, the lead up to one of the – Biggest yeah. events ever on the globe. Yes. Right? Probably, you know, and changed the world. It ended right? a war. It, yeah, it did. Yeah. In one... In, in one, one, in an instant. In a button. In yeah. a push of a button. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we're simplifying, but yeah. effectively... Effectively it did. And that they was, went... Everyone else went, I'm out. Mm. If that's what you've got. And, I mean, I was watching... I mean, I have again, I haven't seen the film because, you know, the bigger the film, the the, least, the, least, the less they tell you about it, actually. Wow, the, yeah. Us, anyway. Um... I was watching some docker where I think that there was some, whether it was Congress or something, was asking him, you know, what will this do? What, you know, will this? He, he couldn't really definitively answer, will will this wreck the world? What would this bomb wreck? Yeah. He couldn't really definitively answer that question. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what we'll find out in the film. Well, there's a scene in the movie that's in the trailer. I don't know if you've seen the trailer where it's Matt Damon and uh, Killian Murphy who plays uh, the Oppenheimer. Right, and he goes, well, Matt Damon, who's the the army guy, goes, well, what's what's going to happen when we when we do this? And he goes, well, well, it should 
it should do this. And he goes, well, should. Mm. We don't do should. He goes, well, it also could blow up the whole world. We don't know. Yeah, there you go. So it's like, well, they, they didn't know. They didn't know. I mean, we, they we didn't now know, but it's all very well having hindsight, but yeah. at the times are scary. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No but I guess, in, in, but then how important was it mm. that they were willing to go, mm. we don't know how this is going to end, mm. but if we don't do this, where's it heading? So that's it's I, another I, way of looking at it. True. It's always about alternatives, isn't it? It's yeah. choosing between this and that. And sometimes they're both bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, I, I, you're right. I'll probably be Wikipediaing yes. you know, <laughs> when I get home. But uh, yeah. it'll probably be a late night too if it's a three-hour Christopher yeah. Nolan film. Maybe maybe get the six o'clock session. Yeah, early. Oh, definitely. Don't do the 8.30 no, or 9 o'clock I'm session, not, mate. I'm not one of those guys anymore. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it either. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good six o'clocker. Yeah. yeah. And that way I'm home in bed by 10. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, before curfew. Absolutely. Look, Dave, I could talk here forever mm. and might have thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, look, it's been, yeah. been great. My first podcast, so yeah. there you go. There we go. And thank you for being gentle. Uh, well, it's, uh, you know, I don't hear that often. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, uh, yeah. I, mate, I hope we can get you in again and, and talk to you again. I, I'm going to be spruiking Cinnabar. Not only here, but on Born to Watch, we'll be spruiking, <laughs> we'll be spruiking Cinnabar, and hopefully we can have an event down there in the future. Absolutely. I'd love that. Yeah, we look forward to It'd this. be awesome. Please, people, get down to Cinnabar at Cool and Gatter if you're here on the Goldie or at Rosalie in Brisbane. It's a great, great experience. I've been there already. A couple of the girls in the office have been there already, and uh, it could be our home for, for movies from now on. I know David loved that. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, mate, keep... Uh, Keep listening to Peek Inside the Panic Room. We'll be back in another week. And uh, thank you again for your time, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, it's been been a joy. Okay. (laughs) Bye for now, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peek Inside the Panic Room. If you want to hear more of the chaos, make sure you follow us to stay up to date. Don't forget to give us a five-star review and check out our socials at Straight Up Digital.